Okay, so um, moving back into the, the, the mentality of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what do you think makes a good practitioner? Um, that's, a, that's a hard question to sort of, to make a good, you have to be stubborn. I think that's the first thing, you need to be stubborn. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is hard. Um, and you also have to be, the more internally motivated you are, um, the more likely you'll succeed. Because Jiu-Jitsu is a grind, it sort of gets you, it, gets, it can get you down, especially if you look around and you see, um, I'd hate to have started with you because you've got, you've got all this training behind you and at a high level and then all of a sudden you're doing arm bars and like I was watching you train and you're like, that's cool, like you've just jumped so many steps so quickly um, and if I was one of your cohorts that just had came in and I wasn't as gifted, I'd be looking at you going, man, I suck mm. because, but it's not, it's that you're so far ahead. Mm. And um, so if I, if I was externally motivated, that I could find that demotivating and then all of a sudden, I, maybe I don't want to come to Jiu-Jitsu anymore. So yeah. Yeah, stubbornness, that's the key. It's that, um, that saying, comparison is the, is the thief of joy. Yeah. You can't, you can't compare yourself to anyone. No, that's okay, it. Especially in weightlifting. Well, in weightlifting, it's, it's well, you're, you're actually competing against each other in terms of weight. And so are you in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But then when you first start, when you look at, say, I remember when I first started, I was uh, 19 and another 19 year old was doing numbers far ahead of me. But then you have to dig deeper and look at his training age. He's been training since like 13, 14 yeah. and I started yeah. at 19. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I mean, if you can start looking at it like, I mean, you're chasing PBs, right? That's what you're doing when you're yeah. weightlifting. You're not, and you, the goal, the end goal is to try to beat that guy. But essentially you're trying to beat yourself. And in Jiu-Jitsu is the same thing. You want to. You want to improve, you want to get through it. Um, I think the other thing with Jiu-Jitsu is you've got to be a little bit selfless sometimes. You've got to realise that you're training with another person and you know, sometimes it's not about you, it's about them. You've got to try to help them through. So, Can you expand a little more about that selflessness part? So sometimes, um, you know, I always remind people when I'm teaching them, especially their first couple classes, and they feel clumsy or like they're holding me back or they're, they're in the way. And I'm like, I remind them that I, I, someone did this for me and I, hopefully they do it for someone else. So in three, six, nine months, they might be paired up with a brand new person and they've got to show that patience and pay it forward, you know, because someone did it for you. So you want to be, my mindset's all the time. The way I really think about jiu-jitsu is, um, especially with big guys, when, a, when I see a big guy come to the gym and he looks athletic, I want him to get good quick so that he can make me better. So I, I try to make him, I want him to get good so that he can start pushing, not, not just myself, but my training partners. And we all, all our levels lift. So it, that's the selflessness. It's sort of not purely altruistic. I, I do, there is a reason I do it, because I want people to get good so that I get, pushes, have, you. pushes me, yeah, yeah. so and then I get better. Yeah, uh, that's the, the rising tide theory. Yeah, you want to rise. The ocean rises, all the boats yeah, rise. That's right. Yeah. You know, even if you get like a white belt that'll come in, um, you know, that white belt's going to push the white, the, the, the sort of advanced white belts, and then that, that, the advanced white belts, then they're going to get a little bit sharper, and they're going to push the blue belts, and then, you know, it just pushes it up, up, up the, the belts. Yeah. When, you, when you spot someone who is, in your, in your mind, not thinking like that, so they're thinking very much, um, I'm here to win, I'm here to dominate, 
doesn't matter who who's in front of me as a as a teacher and as the as the club owner how do you how do you deal with that um, I generally try to have a quiet chat to them about not trying to win all the time sometimes it takes a bit of you know getting used to some guys I've seen guys that um, their ego just really didn't let they couldn't let it go they had to they had to win and the, the thing is they quit like if you really, because eventually there's someone better. There's always going to be someone better. And um, if your ego can't handle that, you end up quitting. It's just, it, so I, I tend to, I'll go and talk to them. Um, sometimes I might go roll with them and I'll roll exactly like they are rolling against them to make them feel, and I'll ask them, did you like that? Did you enjoy that? Um, Sometimes it can be counterproductive because they, they do enjoy it and they, it reinforces the idea that you're supposed to roll like a maniac. And mm -hmm. when, you know, there are times when you do want to roll hard, but I think you always want to be in control. You never want to sort of, I, I never want to hurt my partner. That's the, in the back of my head is I never want to injure anyone. And I mean, we're in positions where you can get injured all the time, so, yeah. So the context is very important. Like yeah. In competition, when it's, if both people are there to win, yep. then it's okay. It's kind of more okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I talk about this in comp class. So, in a general class, we're there to train for each other. The comp class is a little bit more selfish where you're there to train for yourself. And um, you don't worry so much about your partner. Um, you're there to sharpen your blade. Um, but we're all under the same contract. And it's only two classes a week that are under those, that mindset. All the other classes are all about all of us learning together. Do you think that um, although somebody never thinks about competing, do you think it's helpful for that person still to do a comp class? Yeah, I think I think competition is not important, but it should be something you do at least once. It should be something, and most times when people say they don't want to compete, I won't even ask them the reasons behind why they don't want to compete. I'll say the the reasons that you don't want to compete probably the reasons you should compete. So the, 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 all those things that are holding you back, you should should do at least once just to know what it's like, just yeah. to feel it. Yeah. The, the thing that I get a lot with weightlifters is I don't want to compete because I'm just here to get better. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to compete. And then you know that they're going to compete at some stage because the natural progression is as they get better and better and better and better, they start looking around them. And they start, they start to see that they're not too far off the people who are competing. Yep. And then they go, actually, like, I should compete. I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. And I need that extra push. If you want to get better, that extra push is actually what you might need. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, competition is not for everyone. I mean, but I think you should do it once. Just to, it's quite stressful. It's quite an intimidating thing to get through. But all those things are really good for self-development. Yeah. So getting, you know, crossing that line, you know, just putting your name down it raises people's adrenaline, you know, just, but eventually you get used to that and it becomes normal. Mm -hmm. Competing becomes something that you look forward to and, you know, I really, I, I miss, since my injury I haven't competed and I, I miss, miss competing. Can you take us back to your first comp? Cool. Oh, yeah. So I, um, I've been training for about six weeks, so not, not long into it. and. Uh, Back then, the gym was smaller and very, very competitive. So um, Bruno really pushed the comps. So it, it was expected to compete, for everyone to compete. Um, so anyway, I went and competed. I, um, 
was Nogi, it was like a state comp, and uh, I can remember clearly taking the guy down, passing his guard and mounting him, and Bruno yelling at me, just stay on top and you'll win. And then I was, all right, and like, everything happens a million miles an hour. The guy bumps me over and I end up in the bottom of guard, which shouldn't be a bad position. He's, I haven't lost any points, but being inexperienced, I panic. I open my guard, the guy walks around my guard, I panic some more, I turn over to turtle, the guy takes my back and chokes me. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that was like 12 years ago and I remember it like it happened yesterday. A really good lesson for me, like, and that's the sort of thing I take away from, that I want people to take away from competition. That idea of, you know, I made all these mistakes and then, you know, I learnt from them really, really quickly. You know, in a painful sort of way, like emotionally, but it's stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone remembers their first comp. Yeah. Everyone. I mainly remember my losses. I hardly remember my wins. So I think the, the, that's sort of the wins, re the losses really reinforce my mistakes. And I then want to fix those mistakes. I come back on Monday. That's the other thing with people that compete. Come back, the very first class you can come to, come back and fix your mistakes. Don't have a break, don't go, just come straight back in and fix your mistakes. Have you ever had one of your students compete, uh, I guess, uh, get, get beat and then just never come back? Yeah, I've said, I, not so much my students, but there's people that I encourage to compete and I probably shouldn't have encouraged them. It, it wasn't, they weren't ready. Um, and, you know, sometimes people react really, really badly under stress and I didn't, didn't take into effect, in account the, their reaction to that yeah. pressure situation and they, they all, yeah, they, they came back eventually, but they had a big break. It was a, quite a psychological blow for them. So, yeah. Let's leave that there. Uh, continue on the next episode. See you on the next episode, guys.